Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by world-renowned expert on performance, Steve Magnus, to discuss mental toughness. Steve is the author of the new book, Do Hard Things, and this week on the podcast is all about mental toughness. As a matter of fact, I am doing three shows on the subject. In today's episode, we'll define toughness. We'll explain why we are getting it all wrong when it comes to developing it, and we'll learn why Steve views toughness as a decision-making framework. Then over the next two episodes, we'll discuss how to develop toughness in your personal life. And then in the last episode, we'll talk about how to raise kids that are resilient and tough. Now, you may be wondering why Steve is equipped to be the expert on the subject. Well, it's because he's been a coach to elite distance athletes. He's served as a consultant on mental skills for professional sports teams, entrepreneurs, and executives. And to be quite frank, he did the research to back up his work. Let me tell you right now, you are going to love this series. But before we get started, please hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on, as this is one of the best ways that you can help support the show. But now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Steve, I'm excited to have you on this week to talk about toughness. So let's just start by defining the term What does it mean to be tough and what is the value of it? Yeah, so I like to define toughness in a decision-making framework. So it's about the decisions that we make when we're, you know, stressed, under pressure, tired, fatigued, all of that good stuff. So when you look at it, okay, the decision is what matters, then toughness is about how do we make a good decision? So to me, toughness is about I'm experiencing some sort of discomfort or anxiety or stress. And then I create the space in order to navigate that so that I can get to a, what I'll call a a wise action. So a wise decision, not necessarily the right decision because that's like an after the fact judgment, but something that is wise in that moment instead of defaulting to what I'd call the the kind of reactive decision, which is often how do I escape this feeling as quickly as possible. That's great. So you're really being proactive in a sense rather than reactive in nature. It's exactly it. Like you're trying to make sure you're proactive instead of reactive or approaching something instead of getting stuck in the avoidance mindset. Go into avoidance mindset for a second. Yeah, so the way I the way our brain works is it's protective. Okay, so whenever we experience something that maybe is outside of our norm or is different than our expectations, our brain kind of goes into this mode of like, okay, I've got to figure this out. And my default is to protect myself. So it's why, you know, if you're out, going for a jog and all of a sudden it get your breathing's going up and you're it's getting difficult and it's getting hard it's why your mind often goes to okay you know how do i get out of this should i quit should i stop should i slow down the reason your mind goes there is cuz you've just pushed your bounds maybe a little bit physically even though you have more capacity there so it goes towards this avoidance which is 
avoid the discomfort, avoid the thing. And you see the same, you know, kind of protective mechanism in everything we do. So what's our natural inclination when maybe we do something that might be a little bit embarrassing? Well, it's to avoid that situation in the future. Or if you feel overwhelmed by anxiety when you get up to talk in front of people, well, you learn to take an avoidance mindset of like, well, that situation is kind of threatening to my ego, to my sense of self. So I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to, you know, maybe give big speeches anymore. And so it's that's natural. So what you're trying to do is essentially train your brain to say, okay, I get you're trying to protect me, but this isn't actually life or death. You know, if I go up on stage mm. and mess up a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world. I'm not, you know, uh, I don't have a lion right in front of me uh, trying to eat me. Like it's going to be okay. So you take, you got to shift yourself into that kind of approach mindset. Will the avoidance mindset lead to procrastination? So I can imagine when you set out to write this book, there's the thought of, oh, I'm going to write this book about doing hard things. And then it's actually comes time to sit down. A hundred percent. It's like, I mean, it's just a another safety task. Right? That, well, is that another reason why you know, we How do you avoid doing the thing? Well, you get distracted by every single shiny object. And often the shiny objects are the simpler tasks that we that make us feel a little bit better. You know, instead of sitting down and doing the hard thing of writing the book, I can kind of, my brain will rationalize and be like, no, Steve, just respond to these like five emails and then you'll feel accomplished. And, and then you can walk away being like, no, I did some work today. Did I really? No, I avoided the, the actual thing that would lead to, you know, growth or development or writing and instead substituted something that is kind of meaningless, but gives me a little bit of that feeling of, of doing the work. And we do that in every aspect of our life. If you're someone that's pushing to be your best at work, at home, or in your personal life, then I invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Adaptation. In this newsletter, I curate actionable information and resources for high performers just like you. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now, back to the show. So... Why, in your opinion, is our current model for developing toughness or resilience broken? I think what it is, is we've held on to this kind of old school approach that essentially gave everyone a hammer and said, this is the only tool you need. Use this to get through whatever obstacle you face. And that hammer tells us, like, just try to bulldoze through everything. Don't listen to any doubts or shun away any doubts you have. Don't listen to any sort of feelings or emotions, like forget all that stuff. Just kind of push and grind through. And the old model tells us like those who push and grind through are the toughest. And if you if you can't, like you you just must not be tough. You don't have it. So like go find something else to do. And I think that's broken because essentially what it does is it says, hey, I'm going to throw all of you guys who don't know how to swim into the deep end of the pool. And whoever swims, great. You're going to be great swimmers. You're going to survive. When the reality is we just have no idea. Maybe if we took the time to like train mm -hmm. or teach those people how to swim, 
like they'd adapt and develop that skill really quickly. So to me, the old school model wastes, A, it only works for a few people who might just have that skill innately. And then B, it tends to alienate and waste uh, the talent of a lot of people who, if given the room to grow and develop some tools besides just that hammer to use, then they'd be successful. Wow. Is toughness task specific or can you be tough at everything? You know, I I mean, is this something where like, if you're tough at one thing, you know, you can be tough at everything? So this is a great question and one that I don't think I've been asked before. So well done, Eric. And I I, I think (laughs) there's, I'm going to give you the nuanced answer because I try and bring nuance to everything. It's much more task specific than we give it credit for. Meaning, you know, if, if I go out and you say, Eric, you say, hey, Steve, I know you're not in the best of shape, but I want you to go run a mile as fast as you can and as hard as you can. I guarantee you I'll be tough. I know how to do that. Even if I'm not in peak shape and I haven't run for a while, I know how to do that. I'll get the most out of myself. If you line me up and you say, hey, Steve, I want you to jump out of this plane with like your parachute on, but something that I've never done. Can I be tough the first time? No, most likely I'm going to be, you know, scared out of my mind and my stress response is going to be through the roof. I'm not going to be able to handle that cortisol, that that stress. My negative thoughts are going to go spiraling because like... I've never experienced before. Now, can I use some of the skills that I developed in running over in skydiving? Yes, I can. Like I, they're the same, they're similar mental skills. So they translate, but to a degree, I have to have some sort of familiarity to it. Um, if, if, you know, before I do this and you see this all the time in, in sport, you know, they, especially high school sport, like you watch kids who are really good, really successful, and really quote unquote tough in their their preferred sport. You you introduce them to any something else where they're not that good, and they'll they'll flounder, like it it just occurs until they like have experienced it, and then they'll get better over time. Yeah, I um, I'm glad you went with the jumping out of a plane, you know, thought process because I've always thought about it like this. There's a reason why. If you want to, um, if you want to get your wings in, in the army, you know, you go to jump school in Fort Benning, Georgia. And if you've ever been there in Fort Benning, what they do is they have this like tower, right? And the first thing they do is they teach you how to jump off uh, a small ledge and roll. And then they teach you, then they have this like crazy parachute and it like goes up like 10 stories and then like 20 stories. And it's like, they're dropping you with this parachute, right? It's called stress inoculation. And, um, you know, I, I heard, a, um, uh, it was a cognitive psychologist in the army speaking about this. And he's like, you could inoculate people th- to things, but you can't expect them to be tough day one. You know, you could take an army ranger that's never gone to jump school and they're going to be frightened out of their mind if you put them at the edge. So I, th- I this is just me personally, like, I think you, a general optimism helps, doesn't it? Like being optimistic about the situation, but then realizing that, right, if, if you put me in a, um, in a diamond league race 
at a hundred meter sprint. First of all, I would never qualify. It would be embarrassing. But of course, I'm going to be frightened. Or if I'm, you put me on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, but you can build capacity. Um, so I just, I'm glad that we went with that. I just, I, it's just been one of those things where people are just like, "We'll be tough." I'm like, eh, it doesn't work like that. It, um, you know, yeah, no one has more color to I this. I think this is part of the problem with our modern conceptualization. Conceptualization is we just think. See, they're like, you are tough or you're not. And we don't understand the situation right. of it. You know, the situationality of it. And actually, you know, I was discussing this same topic with my, my wife the other day because she's had to do something that she's never done before <laughs> and like very nerve wracking. And, you know, the, the expert she was talking to is like talking to her as if she's like, you know, this, the scared little girl of like, can't handle things. And I had to just speak up and I'm like, look, she's never done this because she's super nervous. You wouldn't know this, but she is literally an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon and has like represented team USA in the half marathon. So she, she's like very tough and skilled, but, but, and like can do really crazy difficult things, but in environments she's trained for it. And rightfully, when she's not in an environment where mm-hmm. she has that experience, she's going to be like nervous and uncertain and stressed. And that doesn't mean that like she's not tough. It just means, like you said, like she's lining up for jump school and has never jumped off of anything. So the first like, you know, short parachute drop might be a little scary until she's inoculated to, to it. Exactly. I'm excited about the next conversation we're going to have when we're going to talk about how to build toughness. But should definitely check out Steve's book, Do Hard Things. I'm going to put something in the show notes. It is spectacular. First of all, I'm going to have to ask you on this side. I mean, the people that have endorsed this book are like the who's who. I mean, if, if you just read the back, you're like Malcolm Gladwell, David Epstein. You're like, dear goodness. And then you start getting into it. It is a phenomenal work. So kudos. I'm excited to talk about these other subjects later on. If you like today's episode, please take a screenshot of the podcast and share it with a friend who you think would like to learn more about developing toughness. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.